Good morning, good morning. If you're excited to be here, just let me hear you in this place. You're excited to be at Gospel this Sunday? All right, all right. Man, I could tell they serve coffee before service, just based on your excitement. Now, I know you're really excited because of just what God is doing here at Gospel Church. And hey, I'm so, so fired up, man. There's like a word burning inside of me. Just to let you know, I am an energetic kind of deliverer of the word, okay? It's just me, you know what I mean? To me, if you have a fire inside of you, you can't stay still. And so I just got one in me. But hey, I just wanted to say welcome, welcome to gospel. If you are here for the very first time, and maybe you're hearing that word gospel, like that word gospel, you know, because again, we're here to reach not just Christians. The Bible calls us to reach the lost. And so when you say gospel, somebody, what does that mean? What is gospel? Never heard it in my life. Well, hey, gospel simply means good news. You know, and I think in a world where there's easy access to bad news, we need a place where you can find consistent good news. Somebody told me one time in a conversation, you know, because we were talking about all the bad news, you know, you see it, turn on your TV, look on social media. And somebody said one time, I was like, well, you know, bad news or when it comes to good news, good news doesn't really sell. And you know what my response was to that person? I said, you know what, you're right. Good news doesn't sell. It transforms. It's called the gospel of Jesus. You know, you cannot stay the same when experiencing the love and the gospel, the good news of Jesus who came to this earth to not only die for all of us, but to resurrect so that we can find purpose in him. I also want to let you know it's already been said from the platform, but you truly are loved. You know what's so amazing about God's love is it knows everything about you. Everything. Look at your neighbor say everything. Husbands and wives right now, I'm not trying to start arguments because I know you know a little bit about each other too. But God knows everything. He knows all the junk you stored in your trunk. But at the end of the day, he still loves you. He still believes in you. He still affirms you. He's still there to hug you. He's still there to lift you up when you feel down. He's not there to point out that you tripped and fell. He's there to just lift you up and prevent you and help you not trip again. So it's beautiful about the love of the Father. Again, this is Gospel Church, and I'm just so, so honored to stand on a platform that I did not build. I'm so, so honored uh, to be able to share the word um, because I just feel trusted. I feel trusted by your senior pastors, Pastor Billy and Pastor Randy, two of the most phenomenal people that I truly, truly love. Yeah, come on, give it up for your pastors. Quick history, you know, um, between uh, Pastor Billy and myself and Pastor Randy as well. Pastor Billy and myself were both uh, raised and we grew and were developed and we were molded um, at the same church. Uh, that is Destiny Church. If you were here and part of the launch, our senior pastor, my still senior pastor today, Pastor Obed, and his wife, Pastor Lissette, they're the ones who, who really brought us in and they loved on us. They challenged us. How I many know true love is also being challenging somebody, yeah. right? You know, like telling them the truth. Our, our senior pastors, Pastor Ben Lissette, man, they did that. They were huge contributors to why we are both where we're at today. In other words, we didn't get to where we're at today alone. We had phenomenal leaders. And then again, um, I remember having lunch with Pastor Billy, and I'm going to take a few minutes just to introduce, because I, I got to give honor where honor is due to your guys' pastors, because some of you may not know the process. I think a lot of people like are shocked by the glory, but they don't know the story behind that. And so I want to give you a little bit of that story, just really quick, not going to take up too much time, because like I said, there was a word burning inside of me, and I'm here to deliver it. 
and you will leave here better than you came in Jesus' name. But I remember like it was yesterday, you know, Pastor Billy and I, we were having lunch. And he's like, hey, man. I was like, what's up? And whenever somebody like starts off that way, you know, you know something deep's about to come. And it's going to be good or bad. And somebody's like, hey, man. It's like, oh, shoot. And so anyway, he, he tells me that. He enters a conversation that way. And I said, what's up, man? He's like, dude, I just, I think I'm going to launch. I was like, lunch, launch? Because we're at lunch. I was like, what? He's like, I think I'm going to launch out. Launch out? Like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to launch, launch a church. And I was like, really? He's like, dude, I've already been working on my website. <laughs> oh, okay. You know? And I'm trying to do like the honorable thing to our senior pastors. I'm like, bro, have you talked to them? Like, you know what I mean? Because sometimes people have, a, 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 I would call it a premature dream where they're quick to, to leave something without honoring their current season and where they're at. And so I was just like, hey, man, I was like, dude, like, well, okay, what does that, what does that look like? And he just had so much passion. It's so much excitement to the point to where who's going to tell him no? To me, that's when you know you've heard from God. That even when somebody on the outside may tell you no, you still have a yes in your spirit. They came, they left Southern California, and I know they shared with some of you all, but again, I just want to remind you of the leap of faith that they took. They went from Southern Cali, Southern, Southern California, okay, Coachella Valley, where right now it is 105, okay? Maybe that was the motivator. <laughs> like, I'm out, deuces. No, but they left Southern California to come all the way out here in a place called Dunkirk. When he first told me where he was at, I was like, he said New York at first. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, dude, New York, woohoo! But, and you know what? And I asked, I asked for your forgiveness up front. Uh, forgive me, because again, you know, I thought it was, you know, New York, New York City, right? And you guys probably get a lot of that. Shouldn't deserve it, but you probably get a lot of that. Um, they have buildings, you got heart. It's all good. So come on, somebody. That's a good, that needs a good amen, right? Right, gospel? But yeah, they came all the way out here, and um, I'm just so uh, enamored by their faith. And then I was here for, at the beginning, you know, I was helping set up, because that's what we do. I was helping set up, and then just hearing story after story after story, after story. And I was like, wow, God, you're on the move. And now I know why. When God calls you to something, that step of faith can be hard. But when you take the step, you realize this is God. Gospel was a call of God. And your pastors said yes to their calling. You never know who's on the other side of your yes. One of the things that the enemy or the devil, Satan, however you've heard it, but one of the things that the enemy is after is your yes. He would love for you to say no to what God is wanting you to say yes to. Your pastors did that. And look at, look at the hearts on the other side of their yes. So you never know the heart that's on the other side of the yes. So one more time, to honor their faith. I know you love them, but I just wanted to take a moment to honor them. Can you give it up for Pastor Billy and Pastor Randy? So thankful for them. Also, just really quick, a little bit about me. Don't want to spend too much time. I'm not here to toot my horn. Uh, I'm just, 
I'm an overseer for Gospel Church. I was so excited that Pastor Billy even invited me to be an overseer, you know, watching, uh, overlooking some of the, like, the financial aspect, the teams, just overseeing the development, everything going on at Gospel Church. And I want to let you know, too, it's so, so amazing to have a leader who actually invites overseers, somebody to help them with what they were doing, something to keep them accountable. Hello, somebody. Because I think the moment we step in the leadership Entitlement can be on the other side of the door. And entitlement sometimes doesn't want accountability. Right? That's not even part of my message. It's just flowing right now. (laughs) But your pastors walk with just a a healthy humility and a boldness in God. And so I have the opportunity to just help them, you know, and uh, that's the kind of friendship that Pastor Billy and I have always had. We've always had a healthy friendship. When I say healthy friendship, you know you have a healthy friend when they don't just pat you on the back and agree with everything you say. Me and Pastor Billy, your pastor, have always had that type of friendship. It's never been about agreement. Our friendship have always been about purpose and making sure we're walking on the path that God has laid out before us. So sometimes that means me, even as an overseer, telling your pastor, I think you should reconsider. Or what's going on here? Just a healthy level of accountability. But your pastors invite that accountability. It's not just their show. No, no, this is all about the mission of Jesus. Gospel, spreading the good news all over this county in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, I'm fired up. It's really going to be exciting today. And so if you have your Bible, and before we actually get into that, I just want you to pull your Bibles out. But like I said, I want to let you introduce a little bit more about myself and let you know I'm a family guy. I have an awesome uh, wife. I got three kids. So patience is like something that I'm constantly working on. Like, never, never ends. But I got a picture here. I know it's a little uh, light there, but you got my, uh, my son. He's 16. That is Luke. And then we got my five-year-old, Josiah. And then we got my just-turned-one-year-old, Landon. We call him Landon the linebacker. <laughs> the reason being is because when he crawls, he does this. And if he sees anything that you're building, he goes and tears it down. That's Landon the linebacker. Um, we got our four-legged son. That's Buddy. And then... Uh, my helpmate. Uh, man, if it wasn't for her, she helps me behave. And all the husbands in here said, amen, amen. amen. Come on, right? That's why the Bible calls him a helpmate. But I'm so thankful for my family. I'm so thankful that they've allowed me to even be here. You know, they're going to service over there in Southern California. But um, I also want to let you know, don't be convinced by this photo. This is just a moment, y'all. You know how everybody, like, in Instagram, like, you know, social media, I always tell people, social media is like the digital trophy case, right? And, like, just one moment can look great. Oh, look, it's such a beautiful family. They have it all together. Absolutely not. I am learning every day, especially with my 16-year-old son and my other ones. That's why I say, continue to pray for me. So when you remember, pray for me, because this is just a moment. But one day your kids are throwing food at you. Uh, Your kids are saying, I'm going to a party. Well, wait a minute. You know, let's talk about that. And so pray for me as a parent. But that's my amazing family. I'm so grateful and blessed by each and every one of them. You'll notice that I don't have a daughter. Aw, come on. Aw. My latest one, we were honestly believing for a daughter. But I believe, because our Heavenly Father knows all, He saw my budget and He saw my patience. (laughs) And He goes, I'm going to give you one more boy. (laughs) Because the Bible also says he knows what we can handle, right? So thank you, Jesus, for my family, and I'm so thankful for them. But now it's time for the word. 
Hey, welcome everybody. Anybody tuning in to online again, my name is Andrew. I am not just a guest, but I'm a, a family pastor, I would say it. And we're so glad that you found gospel. Hopefully gospel, you can come in person, right? Those of you that are on the, on the other side of the screen, wherever you're watching, just want to say welcome. We truly believe that you didn't find this place by accident, but you truly found this place because God's love led you here. And that goes for everybody that may be here for the very first time. You're not an accident. I believe God's love led you to this place for such a time as this. But let's go ahead and dive into today's word. And so actually, if you can, we like to stand where I come from. We stand when we open up words, God. It's just a form of honor. So if you're able to, we'll stand right now and open up to the book of John. And this is a moment of just honoring God's word, right? We honor authority, right? And that's why we believe that God's word has transforming authority. So here it is, John chapter 16, verses number 13 through 14. Now, I know you guys have kicked off a series called Holy What, right? And it's really focused on the Holy Spirit, something that people like continually like to this day, what is that? What does that mean? And I know you guys are going to be learning about the person of the Holy Spirit, the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And that's today. Today, we're going to really talk about like why even the Holy Spirit? Why do we have it? Why did God send it to us? And then you're going to learn about the power of the Holy Spirit. It's going to be phenomenal. But here it is to kick this off. John chapter 16, uh, verse number 13. If you're there, say, I'm there. I'm there. Okay. If you don't have it, it's all good. Thank God for technology. Got it up on the screen. So here we go. John chapter 16, verse number 13. The Bible reads like this. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, somebody say truth. truth. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Hey, that's pretty awesome, right? Yeah. To get a glimpse of what's ahead of you. Anybody want a glimpse of what's ahead, right? I think so many people stay stuck in their now is because they don't have a glimpse of the future. There's nothing to look forward to. God's spirit actually opens that window and says, here's something to look forward to which is encouraging, right? So it says right there, he says, he will tell you uh, again about the future. Verse number 14, he says, he will bring me glory. This is Jesus talking here. He will bring me glory by telling you uh, whatever he receives from me. I'm gonna circle back to the verse number 13 where Jesus is teaching on the Holy Spirit and he says, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Truth. The title of my message today that I have for you is called God's GPS. God's GPS. Let's pray for a moment before we continue. Father, I just thank you for every heart, every mind, every son and daughter that is in this place. Thank you, Father God, for preparing their hearts to receive what you have built in me so that I could deposit it into them. I truly believe, Father, that after this message, people are going to walk out of here better than they came. They're going to walk out of here with an unforgettable experience, an experience that says, I got to go back and I got to keep going. And Jesus, have your way. Father, bless this time and Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. A to the man. You may have a seat right where you're at. Anybody, um, anybody ever been lost before? Yes? Been lost before. I know what that's like. Believe me. Again, I'm not from here. And whenever you're not from a place, you can easily get lost in that place. Or you can even get lost trying to get to that place. I mean, I've been lost in malls. 
You know, places that you're unfamiliar with. Yes, I am that guy. You know, when I, you know, I went to a new mall before one time and in Southern California, I mean, they're left and right, you know, and some of them it's just like, they're, they're huge, right? And so anyway, I'm that guy that will stand at this one sign that shows the map of the mall. And I'm that guy going like this, looking for the, you are here. Anybody else ever do that before? Yes. Right? Yes. Says, you are here. I know where I need to go. Right? So I'll go to, like, for example, I remember the last mall that I was going to. It was the first mall that I had been in. I was actually speaking at one of our campuses um, at Destiny Church, where I'm from. Um, we have uh, four locations uh, with well, one church, four locations. I was speaking at another location in, in our Long Beach area. Went to a mall that I was never been. So again, I was that guy looking for where I wanted to go. I was looking for this store, this store called Zara, okay? Not here to promote that. I'm just saying I was looking for the store. So what I'm trying to say is I knew where I needed to go, Okay? I walked into the place knowing where I needed to go. But when I got to the mall map, I wasn't looking for where I needed to go. I needed to look for where I was at. Because in order for me to get where I'm at, I first need to find out where, or in order for me to get to where I'm going, I need to find out where I'm at. I think sometimes people are so excited about where God is leading them that they forget that they first need to understand where they're at because the journey starts where you're at. So anyway, I'm looking at the sign and then sure enough, like I'm trying to find this location and then I find it, you know, and I am getting there. And then same thing with like coming out here, you know, thank God. Okay. Cause I'm driving from, I was driving from the Buffalo airport. Okay. I, I don't, this is my second time out here. Last time I was out here was for the launch of gospel, you know, and there was all this snow and stuff. So the second time I'm out here, I'm unfamiliar with how to get here. And so thankfully, our phone has like a GPS, right? Anybody thankful that, you know, technology has advanced? They provide stuff like maps, you know what I'm saying? I mean, because back in the day, remember when map was a paper? You had to bust that thing out, right? You know, your passenger had to hold one end. Kids are holding the other end, trying to find out where you're at, right? Okay, but now we thank God it's like on a phone. You could just type in the address. You know, you type in your destination and then boom, you know, you click directions and then it starts to take you, you know, step by step, it starts to lead you and, and to guide you, right? I'm so thankful for that. Because without that, leaving from Buffalo, I probably could have easily get lost. It's funny. I came to that conclusion that, wow, I could have easily gotten lost if I didn't have a guide. I could have easily ended up somewhere that I shouldn't have been or wasn't going if I didn't have proper guidance. Could it be that we find ourselves in life, yeah. in areas in life, conditions in life, because maybe we were dismissing some guidance in life? <laughs> I thought, man, there were so many, because I have a BC life, okay? What does BC mean? Before Christ. I was not raised in church, okay? Jesus wrecked my life. His love wrecked my life, did a transformation of my life, and here I am today. I tell people to this day, man, if you would have told me 10 years ago, that you would be in uh, Dunkirk going to a church called Gospel. You'd be speaking, you know, to the amazing people there. If somebody told me that 10 years ago, I would tell them, bro, whatever you are smoking, whatever you are taking, just let me have some. Because that's where my life was at back then. But again, that's what God's love does, right? God's love is too good to leave you the same. And so, again, I find myself, like, just really trying to make my way, trying to make my way to a lot of things. I, find, I found myself in my past, I found myself in my past stuck in a lot of things. And the reason I found myself stuck in a lot of circumstances and situations is because I realized today I didn't have the right guidance. 
what guide am I talking about? I realized today that I didn't have something called the Holy Spirit. We read in John chapter 16 right now that he's a, he's a guide, right? And the Bible says that he leads us into all truth. Now, I want to give you just a little bit more of context here when it comes to the word spirit, because if you don't know, even though we have an English translation of the Bible, it is a translation. The Bible was not, the first Bible was not written in English. Matter of fact, it was written in other language, like Aramaic and also Hebrew. So I want to give you a quick breakdown. Can I break something down for you so you can get a, get a more in-depth revelation of this? I want to give you a quick breakdown. When it comes to the word spirit, the Hebrew word for spirit is ruach. Yeah, I'm not trying to hawk a loogie. It's just it's how you say it, okay? I promise, you know? God bless these people in the front row. I'm trying to stand back a little bit so they don't. Um, but the Hebrew word for it is ruach. And here what it is, it's a wind. It's, it's a breath. And look at this. It's a violent exaltation. Exhalation. It's a blast of breath. In other words, when you experience this wind, like sometimes we do, something doesn't stay the same. When wind comes through, there is evidence that the wind was there. Anybody been somewhere where it's super windy? For us in the desert, we have like, we know when seasons are changing because like we get a lot of crazy wind in the desert and it just blows all this nasty dirt. I'm talking nasty wind, 25, 35 miles per hour. That's like dramatic to us. And it's just blowing everything. But what you, what you can see though, is after the wind comes through, there's evidence that something changed. Sometimes, you know, when somebody has the wind or the spirit of God, when you see that they've changed, because wind changes things. And notice this, when it comes to the spirit of God, you know, when it comes to wind, because it's, it's a great type and shadow of the Holy Spirit, the wind is something that you cannot see, but you can feel, you can sense. So when it comes to God's spirit, the ruach, the breath, you may not see it, but it's something that you could sense inside. It's something that you feel within. It's like a fresh of breath air that brings life to dead things. It's something that can cause somebody to, to, to raise up. You know, it's something, it's almost like joy being restored inside of you. It's this breath of fresh air. Matter of fact, it, we learned this in Genesis. For those of you that are familiar with the Bible, if you go back to Genesis, remember, you know, God, he's speaking things and it's just happening, right? Creating night and day, creating the earth, creating the animals, all these things. And then he gets to man. And the Bible says that he, he, he forms man from the dust of the ground. You following me? He forms man from the dust of the ground. If you don't believe me, go to Genesis. You can find it out, read Genesis 1 and 2. But he forms man from the dust of the ground. And then he doesn't just form man, but the Bible says that he, he breathes into man. And then the Bible says that man comes to life. I think sometimes, even though we're physically alive, we could be spiritually dead. You ever been there before? Just because you're alive doesn't mean that you still have joy inside of you. Just because you're alive and walking physically doesn't mean spiritually you're encountering God's love, joy, peace, boldness, wisdom, courage. I know what it's like. So many of my years, I was alive, but spiritually I was dead. Inside, I felt like I was dying because of everything that I was going through in life. I was giving up on a lot of things. I was still physically alive, but inside I just felt like I was empty. You ever been there before? You're alive, but inside there's just like emptiness, no fulfillment. I just feel lost. And then what happens is 
And I've been there before. There's this pain. Anybody feel, ever experienced internal pain before? Again, you're physically alive, but inside there's just so much turmoil going on. You ever heard people say the phrase, like, I feel like I'm dying inside? Because it's something that they're going through in life that feels like this is just suffocating them within. And then for, for, for a lot of my past, you know, one thing that I did is I self-medicated. And I ran to things that didn't heal my pain. I ran to things that would numb my pain. But then I found Jesus, of course, and I found out that he's somebody that can heal me. He doesn't just numb me, but he heals me. He restores me. He empowers me. And he transforms me. He does a new thing inside of me. But it's, it's that breath. And I don't know about you, but I need that breath of God, the spirit of God. I need guidance. I need it daily. I need it daily, especially when I'm going through something where I'm like, Lord, how, how am I going to get through this? So many people had, uh, were stuck with that question over the last couple of years. How are we going to get through this circumstance? How are we going to get through a pandemic, right? But see, what's so powerful about God is he gives us a spirit that will lead us through anything. In other words, when you feel stuck, it's his spirit that will lead you through. When you feel like giving up, it's the spirit that will help you get back up and continue on the journey. But it's this breath, and even Jesus, even Jesus experienced the Holy Spirit. Can I prove it to you? Let me prove it to you. Even Jesus, look at, check this out. It says it right here in the Matthew chapter three, verse number 16 through 17, the Bible reads like this. It says, after his baptism in Jesus, Jesus was baptized. Anybody, anybody know that Jesus was, was baptized? Baptism has nothing to do with sin because Jesus was sinless. I think Jesus' baptism was more about humility than it was sin because he didn't have to do it, but he did it anyway. And to me, that's a form of humility. And then we see him, it says, it says, after he was baptized, here it is in Matthew chapter three, it says, as Jesus came up, uh, came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the what? He saw the spirit of God descending like a dove. It wasn't a dove, it was like a dove. It says, like a dove and settling on him, verse number 17, and a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son, who brings me great joy. Jesus didn't have to be baptized, but he was. And then he experiences, it says like a dove, landed on him gently. And notice something. Usually when a bird lands on a person, could be a parrot, notice the position that a bird will normally land, usually on the shoulder. And it's funny because that's the closest thing to the ear. <laughs> Because if there's, anything, if there's anything that God wants you to be led by, he wants you to be led by his spirit. But in order for you to be led by his spirit, you have to allow him to take the right position so that you can hear him. Because if he's distant, right, distance creates distortion. The further you are away from something or someone, the less you're going to hear the guidance that they have to give. That's why, it's so, that's why it's so beneficial to be even close to God. But the Holy Spirit landed on him like, like a dove. He experienced the Holy Spirit. And matter of fact, right after he experiences the Holy Spirit, even Jesus himself is led by the Holy Spirit. In other words, Jesus wasn't on this mission by God on his own. He wasn't like, I'm just going to go down there and do everything by myself. Thank you, Father, for sending me, but I got this. You, you ever know anybody? I, I'm guilty of this. They developed the I got this mentality right? 
I got this, don't worry about it. I mean, me, I, I, like I said, I won't ask anybody to raise hands. I'll be the first one to raise my hand. Yes, there, are, there have been challenges that I have stepped into or that I have faced, and I have been tempted to take on the mindset of, I got this. In other words, I'm the type of guy, like, like during, for some reason, during the pandemic, uh, my wife, she was on Amazon way too much, you know, and you couldn't go and buy things. So she's over here ordering things left and right. And so a lot of what she ordered was for our youngest son, because he was going to be born. Yes, you know, she got pregnant during a pandemic. We were bored. <laughs> Lost Wi-Fi for a day. Got tired of Netflix. And so I looked at her and said, what's next? And so we had a kid nine months later. Anyway, you could put two and two together. So... She started ordering stuff, and, and again, she's ordering stuff for, for our youngest son that I have to build. I'm the type of guy, remember the, the, the I got this mentality, you know what I did to, for a lot of the things that she ordered, like when it came to the instructions? <laughs> I got this. Pull the instructions out, toss them, and all I was doing, I was like, nah, just give me the picture, right? I could just, I'd look at the picture, and I'll start building. I look at the picture, and I start building, and I, I let go of the instructions, <laughs> I, I, I let go of the very thing that would guide me step by step so that I can actually see the vision or the picture or the future come to pass. And I think sometimes that happens to us in life. What do we do? We take God's instructions <laughs> and we say, I got this. And what happens we say we got this, and then we go through something, and then we realize, or God shows us, we really don't got this, <laughs> right? He loves us so much that he exposes that one day. It's like, ah, you don't really have this. Because there's certain situations that you will face in life, in marriage, as a parent, whatever, school, student, whatever it be. There's going to be situations in life where you cannot become your own GPS. Why? Because you don't know the future. Who knows the future? Well, according to what we believe, we believe that God, the Father, the Bible says in, in Revelations, it says he's the beginning and he's the end. Who better to guide you than somebody who already knows the future that he has for you? And, and to be honest, I think uh, maybe you're just like me, but when it came to releasing the instructions, uh, one time I was building something. Um, I think it was uh, my son's, uh, we got this little storage container thing because he has toys like everywhere, left and right. So I was like, let's store this. I'm, ve I'm very OCD, like a bunch of toys on the floor, just like, oh, you know, I'm just like, let's organize this, put this away, you know, let's put this stuff here, this stuff. Anyway, so I'm building this. Well, lo and behold, I realize I have a couple extra screws halfway through um, there's a couple pieces that should have been put together already that were not. And I found myself getting stuck. I found myself, look at this. All of a sudden, emotions started to rise up. They weren't good ones, y'all. I started to get frustrated. I started to get upset. I started to give up. I considered, you know what, forget this. I can't, I'm not going to do this. You know, I wanted to just go for a walk. All of that because I felt like I didn't need this. You know, one thing that can help us avoid some of those moments of getting stuck in life or being misled by things, being misled by our, our emotions, or we're going to get into this even more. I think sometimes we get so consumed by stuff like that is because we don't have the instructions to pull us out and guide us to our next step. This right here has been, you know, and maybe you've heard this acronym before to help you understand, B-I-B-L-E, B 
basic instructions before leaving earth. <laughs> it's pretty good, huh? B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. And again, I think the result of us getting stuck is we don't have the right instructions. Who better to be guided by than God himself? And who does God leave us to guide us? He leaves us his Holy Spirit. So we're learning about the purpose of the Holy Spirit. One of the main purposes is to guide us. Because notice this, I'll put it this way. The absence of guidance will lead to the presence of somebody being lost. I'll say that one more time. The absence of guidance, if you don't have guidance, the resolution of that is somebody is lost. Remember I said earlier how I had to use my maps to get here, typed in my destination, and then I had to follow it step by step to get here. I only got here because I had proper guidance. Pastor Billy and Pastor Randy only got here because they had proper guidance. You, the gospel family, you're sitting in this seat today because you have proper guidance. It's called not just regular guidance, it's spiritual guidance. It's the Holy Spirit. And again, when we're not guided, here it is. When we're not guided, we're probably lost. And I've been there before. But what's so awesome is that even if you find yourself in that position of feeling lost, when you find yourself in that position, God's love is so great that even, even in that type of season where you feel lost, his love is still right there. His love is right there. As a matter of fact, his love is just waiting for you to say, I need to be guided. I need your love. Because God is, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a gentleman. He doesn't force anything on you. Anything that is forced is not true love. I know that helps somebody. Anything that is forced is not true love. God doesn't force you to come to church. Now, man may mess that up and force you, but not God. God doesn't force you. He didn't force you to come today. God doesn't force you to volunteer. He would like for you to, to be a part of his mission because he understands God, does, God loves us so much. He wants to involve us in his mission, Right? But he doesn't force anybody. He doesn't say, you have to be a part of the dream team here at Gospel. No, no, no. You don't have to. What we do for God, the motivator behind anything we do for God, obedience, the motivator is love. The love of God, the love of our heavenly father. The Bible even says that God is love. And I don't know about you, but that's, that's what wrecked me. It's because I, I, found, I found a place where I realized that God's love wasn't about what you have to do. Matter of fact, God's love was more about receiving rather than doing. And sometimes we get it backwards. We think I do and he'll love. And God's like, no, no, no. I love you already. And hopefully you, you experience my love in such a great way that you want to do. So what I do for God is a byproduct of love. I had love first. And then I did for the Father. That's what's so powerful about, about his love. But again, we're learning about, about the Holy Spirit, how God doesn't just love us. He loves us so much that he sent you a guide. You know what's so awesome is, is God sent you a guide. Why do you think he did that? Because he doesn't want you to be lost. Because he wants to guide you through the seasons you go through. But I think sometimes we end up going to the wrong source. Instead of going to the Father, when we're lost, when we're confused, when we're hurt, when we're broken, when we're exhausted, when we want to give up. Anybody been there before? When we lose our confidence, when we don't know what to do, when we don't know what's going on in the world, how do I respond to what's going on in the world? There's so many times when we reach these difficult seasons and difficult moments, but instead of turning to God and allowing the Holy Spirit through the Father to guide us into all truth, here's what happens. We rely on social media. 
<laughs> we start, instead of turning to the source, we start turning to other sources. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but all those other sources, they don't know my future. They don't know my future. So why give them the benefit of the doubt to dictate my future? Whoever you allow to guide you, you're also allowing to dictate your future. Oh, I know that's helping somebody here today. Because the question is, who's guiding you then? That's a good question. Who's really guiding you? Who's leading your thoughts? Who's leading your heart? Hopefully, and I believe that after today, after today, every single one of you are going to be open to saying, Holy Spirit, every day you're going to get up and just say, Holy Spirit, guide me. That may be weird for some of you. Maybe that's the first time you've said this declaration, but I believe because you're going to walk away with the healthy revelation of the purpose of the Holy Spirit that you're going to say every day, I just, Lord, guide me. Oh, there's a business deal coming up. Okay, before you get to the, before you get to the practical things of the business deal, you're going to say, you know what? Holy Spirit, just guide me. Oh, I just need guidance today. I don't know exactly what to do. Or maybe, uh, maybe your boss is going to frustrate you and you want to give your boss some words that aren't in the Bible? <laughs> Hello, somebody. Come on, I know you're thinking it. You probably didn't say it, but I know you thought it. And the Lord knows too. But in those moments, you're like, Holy Spirit, guide me. Because if Andrew goes into this conversation with this other person, well, it's going to be Andrew that responds rather than the Holy Spirit. But God wants to guide us into all truth. He wants to guide our conversations. He wants to guide our love. He wants to guide us in everything. He doesn't just guide you in church. He guides you through life. That's the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit. It's God's GPS. In other words, he keeps us from getting lost in our emotions. I've been there though. He keeps us from getting lost in our thoughts. You ever have one thought and it leads you 10 miles that way mentally? Like one thought, that happens to me a lot. Even as a pastor, believe me, I, I'm, I am flesh and blood just like you. I have a brain that works just like you. And there's some thoughts that will spark in my mind and I am, Lord, where did that come from? And I look around sometimes and I'm so thankful that I'm not around mind readers because if somebody saw every thought that came through Andrew's mind, they'd probably question my pastoralship. He'd be like, whoa, Pastor Andrew, oh my God. <laughs> How could you think that way? I'm human just like you. But again, in those moments, in those moments when I have those thoughts, the thoughts actually cross my mind. You ever heard that phrase before? Oh, I had a thought that crossed my mind. But let's be honest, there's some thoughts that we have that don't cross, we allow them to park. Certain thoughts that we have, they should cross our mind. In other words, they'll come, but they should also go. Or we should be able to do a release. We sang this song and we talked about this release today. Lord, I just release. Releasing is making room, right? Making room for God. There's some thoughts that end up parking that didn't cross. But see, thoughts will only park in your mind because we don't have the truth to be able to release them. Ah. Is this helping anybody out today? Come on. I know we're all going to be guided today. So here it is. The purpose of the Holy Spirit. Purpose means why. Whenever you hear the word purpose, think of the word why, the purpose of something. Why something does what it does. Or even why do I need it? What is the value behind it? Whatever doesn't have purpose doesn't have value. That's why God wants us to find our purpose in him, in this world. 
It's easy to devalue yourself because you don't have purpose. So here is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, okay? The first thing, if you're taking notes, you could write this down, but I got three things, three things that fulfill the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Why the Holy Spirit? Why should I invite him to guide me every single day? Well, the first reason, the first purpose of the Holy Spirit is he's here to help us. Anybody need a little help? I'm going to ask one more time because some of you like, some of you are like, no, I need help. And then the other people are like, I got it all together. I'm good. <laughs> what else you got, Pastor Andrew? No, no, no. Come on, for reals. And I know, I know it takes some humility to ask for help, right? Yes. So here it is. He comes, right? He's here to help us. I'll prove it to you. Look at the book of Romans. The book of Romans, uh, chapter eight, verse number 26, the Bible says this. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. I got to park there for a minute. He helps us in our weakness. But see, the thing is, is in order to be helped, you have to admit that you're weak. (laughs) He helps us, but in our weakness. So in other words, the Holy Spirit doesn't just help us. There's, there's a condition behind the help of the Holy Spirit. What God is trying to say is like, hey, if you're willing to admit that you're weak in some areas, that's an invitation to receive my help. But if you think you're not weak in all areas and you got it all together and I'm my own leader, I'll guide myself through anything. If you have that type of the I got this mentality, well, then what we're doing is we're closing the door on the Holy Spirit because his help comes when we are weak. And the Bible even says it too. Uh, It says that um, God's power is made perfect in our weakness. It's another thing that Paul wrote. His power is made perfect in our weakness. There's something about being vulnerable. Uh, Matter of fact, I believe that a lot of you wouldn't be here today if you didn't have some vulnerability that you've exercised at one point. I believe a lot of you wouldn't be as transformed as you are today by the love of Jesus if there was not some vulnerability because you know what vulnerability is? Vulnerability is being open and honest and transparent. It said, Lord, you know what vulnerability is? Vulnerability is actually inviting God to go ahead and deal with all your junk. It's going to God with all of it. Vulnerability is the avenue that his power flows through. If you can be vulnerable, if you can be open and continue to be open, like God, have your way today and every day when we're vulnerable, when we're open, when we're transparent, we're making room for his power and his help through the Holy Spirit to help us and guide us in our weakness. I think, I think sometimes, you know, the reason we get so consumed and we get so stuck sometimes in life and in our circumstances is because the phone ends up weighing a thousand pounds especially when we need it. I think some of us have battled with that. I think I'm speaking to somebody even today. There's some of you right now where the Lord is like, just invite the help. That's a word for you, for somebody today. God is just saying, just invite the help. Just go ahead, just, just, just open up. Now, again, that may be easier said than done, but here it is. When it comes to vulnerability, which is the avenue for God to help us, right? So there's vulnerability, that makes room for to be helped. When we're open, we say, God, I need the help. That's vulnerability. We get the help. He says, I'll help you. My Holy Spirit will guide you through whatever it is that you're facing. There's no storm that God's love and guidance cannot get you through in Jesus' name. There is no situation. There is no mountain. There is no valley. 
There is nothing that God cannot guide you through, but you got to be vulnerable. But here it is. I want to let you know there's one more thing before vulnerability. There's actually one thing that God provides that causes vulnerability, openness. You know what it is? Love. I've realized that the more and more I love my teenage son, the more willingly vulnerable he is with me because I don't force him to be open with me. I don't go to my son and say, no, you need to tell me. Who are you hanging out with right now? Tell me. There is a vulnerability and a willingness because he understands the love that his father has. That's something that I'm working on, everybody. For those of you that have fathered teens already, you understand. It's difficult. And sometimes it's easy to respond to them with more emotions and just come at, the, come at them with directions. Well, I told you, and yeah, I said this. And, and there's right now in this season, and this is just leading my teenage son because my leadership is spread to three different ways, leading a teenager, leading a five-year-old uh, with has, who's on the autistic spectrum, and then leading a, a one-year-old. Each and every one of them requires a different level of leadership. And with my teenage son, I realize, and the Holy Spirit is guiding me because right now I'm asking the Holy Spirit to guide me as a dad. Why? Because I, I, this is, uh, I've never led a teenage child. I've never been a father to a teenager. And so guess what? Since I'm in unfamiliar territory, just like when I flew in, this is unfamiliar territory, guess what? I had to be vulnerable and say, Lord, I need you to guide me because I don't know what this is like. And so he continues to guide me. But love is what creates vulnerability in others is what I'm trying to say. When you're truly loving someone, you don't have to force them to open up. They will eventually open up to you. It's the same thing with the Father and being led. When we're vulnerable, we're inviting the Holy Spirit to guide us in that weakness. And it's just saying, I need your guidance. So one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is what? It is to, what? It is to help us. We all need a little help. In Jesus' name. The second thing, and I've already been kind of talking about this, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper into it. He also comes not just to help us, but another purpose of the Holy Spirit is to guide us. It's to guide us. I'm just going to reread again, John chapter 16, verses 13 through 14. It says this in the very uh, beginning of that passage. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, uh, I got to park there really quick. Notice how the Bible refers to the spirit as truth. What is the opposite of truth? A lie but how do you know a lie is a lie is the big question. And we're going to go a little deep. I know this is going to fry your egg just a little bit, but I promise you it's going to help you. How do you know a lie is a lie? I'm going to help you. Is to know the truth. Because the truth draws the line. Okay, now stay with that. Truth draws the line. You'll only know a lie is a lie if you know the truth. <laughs> Sometimes people give us opinions. Sometimes people give us thoughts and how they feel about our situations. And people will come in with their, uh, they'll chime into our circumstances and they're going to give us what they think we should do. And then sometimes uh, it's not just people that lead us. You know what else? You know what else we could be led by? We can also be led by emotions. Come on. I know everybody in here at one time or another. Anger got the best of you. Come on. Tell the truth, shame the devil. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. I mean, I, I believe that's just part of parenting. So God's not only dealing with my patience, he's also dealing with my anger. Because there's many times where I want to lay holy hands on my kids, to say the least. Okay? There are many times where it's just like, 
you know, I, I tell my, especially my teenage son, sometimes I just stop because something's burning inside of me. I want to respond a certain way to my teenage child. I want to say certain things, right? But in those moments, the Holy Spirit guides me and he prevents me. And you know what I end up telling my son? You are so lucky I love Jesus. And I walk away. Because he truly is. He does not know if, man, if he had, if he had BC Andrew dad, oh Lord. Let's not talk about that, okay? I left BC, I left BC Andrew, right? I left him, I left him in the past. But he's here to guide us. We all need guidance, whether it's as a father or a husband. Man, I, I just, I, I trip out. I do obviously a lot of like spiritual counseling, you know, and I've sat down with couples. I've married couples. And it just amazes me how sometimes certain spouses, could be male or female, you know, it's not, it's not about the sex, the male or the female, but there's, there's certain spouses sometimes, they think they got it all together. And I'm like, Again, you're stepping into an unfamiliar journey, right? But yet you're saying you're going to guide yourself in a position that you've never been to or been through. And it makes sense why sometimes, you know, you marry them and then after the honeymoon phase, three months later, and we sit down because he needs counseling. It's like, oh, it's always them, right? It's always, you know, I deal with this all the time. But again, what I'm trying to say is that, man, if we were just to invite the Holy Spirit's guidance in everything that we do, you know how much more chaos we would avoid if we were just like, Lord, Holy Spirit, guide me by truth. I want to be led by truth. So many people get misled by emotions and opinions it's because they don't have truth. Matter of fact, without truth, we leave ourselves vulnerable. Speaking of vulnerability, we leave ourselves vulnerable to being misled. And that's why, man, during the pandemic, you know, you had... There was just so much divide. Let's just say that. To say the least, without getting too much into it, there was a lot of divide that the enemy was trying to cause. The enemy tried to use politics to divide his people, right? The enemy didn't try to just use politics. It, it also came with, you know, vaccinations. There was all this divide. And you know what's crazy is in the midst of all that, so many people were led by social media. So many people were guided by opinions. So many people were guided by what was on the news rather than being guided by the good news and say, hey, I understand what we're facing. I know it's not, I know it's not peaceful. I know there's a lot going on, but guess what? The good news reminds me that I can get through this storm. I can get through this valley. I don't need to buy into opinions and emotions, but Lord, you're going to lead me right through. It's so, so easy to get consumed by either the news. It's so easy to allow our mindsets and our hearts to be consumed by opinions. What do you think? What do you think? How about, you know, there was so much, what do you think that went on? Maybe you faced that. Maybe your friends were calling you. What do you think about what they showed on the news the other day? What do you think about the decision this president made? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And I thought, man, Lord, help me, please, because I don't want to get caught up in what, do, what does Andrew think? Because Andrew can't lead himself through an area or a storm that I've never been through. How about instead of what do you think, maybe we just say, God, what do you think? What does your word say? I want to be led by you. I want to be led by your spirit. I don't want to be so consumed by what you think or she thinks or he thinks. Everybody thinks something. But is what everybody thinks, does that line up with truth? (laughs) He guides us. So he guides us by truth. But you know how he also guides us? The Bible lets us know that the Holy Spirit also guides us by reminding us of everything that Jesus taught. 
And I know you may not have the verse, but if you're taking notes in John chapter 14, verse number 26, John 14, 26, the Bible says, when the Father sends the advocate, this is Jesus talking here, when the, when the Father sends the advocate or the Holy Spirit as his representative, he says, he will teach you everything and will, will remind you of everything I have told you. Anybody forgot something before? Yes. I think we're all guilty, right? I remember one time my son, um, he forgot his iPhone. And it was like the end of the world. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like he forgot his iPhone and he like responded like the world was ending. When I told him there was a pandemic going on, he's like, oh man, that sucks. But you forget your phone and you act like the world's about to like cave in. But anyway, he lost it. And then of course I had to remind him as his dad, I had to remind him, hey, you put it over here before you panic, shake, rattle and roll. Okay, it's not the end but this is, I had to remind him where it was at. My reminder gave him direction to find what he was looking for. The Holy Spirit has to remind us sometimes. Sometimes the Holy Spirit has to remind you when you have thoughts that are like, again, remember 10,000 miles that way? We don't need to talk about your thoughts that are way that way. I'm not here to do that. But when you have that moment, you know what helps us come back to reality to come back to enjoying life in front of you, what helps us come back is the reminders. I think some of us, some of us need to be reminded of our identity in God. Because maybe there's other unhealthy reminders. Maybe when people look at you, all they have is your past and who you were. And so they're quick to, when it comes to you, they're so quick to reference your past. But the beautiful thing about having God's spirit who also reminds us and leads us to the all truth is in those moments when somebody's trying to bring up who you were in your past, guess what you get to say because the Holy Spirit is reminding you in that moment, no, 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 daughter, no, 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 son, you are loved, you are affirmed, I have called you, you're stepping into purpose, I have so much in store for you, I have plans as Jeremiah 29, 11 says, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. We all need to be reminded of stuff like that to bring us back to the path that God has for us. Some people are one reminder away from returning back to the path and purpose God has for us. One reminder away that you're a child, you're loved, you're affirmed. I understand you made mistakes, but God doesn't love you according to your history. He loves you so much, he's trying to get you into your destiny. He's trying to get you to reach what he has for you, the marriage he has for you, the life he has for you. We all need to be guided by reminders too. I need to be reminded. I thank God. I think I could, I could ask Siri to remind me of some stuff. Husbands, maybe you, could, maybe you could vouch for me, level with me, but, you know, the other day, maybe this is a time of confession, you know. The Bible says confess your sins to one another and you'll be healed. So maybe this is this for me. But honestly, like sometimes I, when it comes to my honeymoon, hey, Siri, remind me to get a gift. Oh, sorry, is that too big of a confession? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not a perfect husband. I'm like, you know, right? I, we all need to be reminded. Why? Because we're all vulnerable to forget some things, which means we're also vulnerable to forget how much he loves you. You can get so caught up in life and you're reminded in that moment that, wait a minute, hold on. I understand it looks chaotic, but you got to be reminded that, I have, that you have a leader, you have a guide called the Holy Spirit. He guides you, guides you with truth and he guides you with reminders. He guides you with truth so that you're not misled by lies and opinions and news that doesn't match the good news. Lastly, as I close up and I finish up here, the third purpose 
that the Holy Spirit has and why we want to continue to be guided by him daily is not just because he can, not just because he guides us, not just because he guides us and not just guides us, but like also is providing for us, being there for us. But lastly, the Holy Spirit protects us. Isn't that beautiful to know that you could also be protected? You know, I usually encourage people and say, by being guided by truth, it's protecting your mind from lies. But if we don't have the healthy truth, God's word, then in those moments, sometimes we leave ourselves just open to opinions, thoughts, whatever it may be. But the Holy Spirit protects us. Look at what the Bible says. In the book of Galatians, Paul's writing to the church of Galatia in chapter five, verse number 16 through 17. It says this. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of your flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. (laughs) That's pretty deep. We all know that sometimes we have certain desires. But as Paul is writing to the church of Galatia, he's reminding the church that he planted there, he's trying to remind them like, hey, you're going to have desires that are from your flesh that don't line up with God's word or that don't line up with God's uh, purpose. And they're going to try to mislead you and guide you. But here's what Paul is saying though. He's saying, but hey, you have the Holy Spirit to protect you from making decisions that God wouldn't have for you. I've made so many decisions in my life, again, that either caused me to to remain stuck. I've I've made so many decisions in my life that caused me to go off of God's path. But when I decided to invite his guidance and his love and say, Lord, just have your way. I don't know what's going on. I even don't know what to do, but I was just transparent. I was open. I find myself, I found myself being protected from making decisions that led to more depression. I found myself making decisions that prevented me from even considering suicide. I found myself making decisions that led to more joy. By being protected, I I was protected by his love because, again, the Holy Spirit kept guiding my decisions. Decisions, you know that the enemy is after every decision that you make. There's one thing, the the Bible says in John 10.10, that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came so that you could have life and life more abundantly. An abundant life is what Jesus is promising us. But circle back, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You know what he wants to steal, kill, and destroy? Your yes to God. Because every yes that you say to God, you say, yes, Lord, have your way. You know what you're doing? You're inviting his direction. Every decision you make determines the direction you go. That's why he's after your decisions. He doesn't want you to decide one day and be led by the Holy Spirit to love somebody random. Maybe to love that person at your job that everybody else is talking about. But maybe the Holy Spirit is guiding you and say, no, 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 I want you to love them. I know they talk about them, but I want you to love them. Show them my love because love is what breaks down walls. 
Love is what unites people. The Bible says that love is the bond of perfection. And I don't know about you, but I want to be guided by that type of life. So to be guided by the Holy Spirit, again, it means we have help. So if you're saying today, Holy Spirit, I do, I need your guidance. If you're, maybe some of you here today say, you know what, Holy Spirit, if you're real, you know that that's okay, that you can come to God that way. You can come to God and say, if you're real, God doesn't mind the challenge because he's waiting to prove himself to you. And so many stories, again, that I heard before service, so many people, maybe you came to Jesus that way. Maybe you opened up and said, you know what? I don't even know what this Jesus thing looks like. I'm hearing this preacher with glasses, looks like a young man. I don't even know, but like something he's saying is just really hitting home for me. And you went in with like, Lord, I don't know what this looks like, but you know what? Hey, have your way. That's all God's looking for. When it comes to the Holy Spirit and the purpose, I hope you're encouraged today to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in all that you are. Because here it is. If he guides you to help you, you won't struggle so much. People only struggle sometimes because there's no invitation to help. The Holy <laughs> And I think sometimes in leadership, that happens a lot. I think as leaders, and all of us are leaders, I think as leaders, we miss out on the help because our title convinces us of ability. Because you receive a title and you're a leader, not just church, anywhere. Because you receive a title and you're a leader, it convinces you that you could do it by yourself. Because you can. But what that does is it hinders somebody else from coming alongside you, like the Holy Spirit, and helping you. And not just the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will send people. But then again... We are tempted as leaders to convince ourselves that we don't need people. And what happens is we end up struggling. You know, God's destination for you is not to struggle. That's not, do you think God like literally says like, no, I want you to struggle? No. I think sometimes we go through seasons where we're struggling is because we're not necessarily welcoming the help that God provides. And some of us are one reach away from receiving the help that we need. Maybe it's reaching out to Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you're like, man, I'm tired of trying to do it all by myself. I'm tired of trying to do it all on my own. I've tried this and I've tried that and there's I, 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 I. And God is just waiting for that moment to say, let me help you. I love you. I want you to draw close to me. I want to reveal myself to you. The heavenly father, even right now is tugging on some hearts. And he's like, look, I know that you've been in this kind of confused stage. You weren't sure you're on this, you're on this uncertainty boat and you don't know what to do. And God is like, just, if you would only open up to me, because if you accept his help, you'll struggle less. Okay. If you have guidance, then you're not stuck. And then again, if you have protection, then you're guarded on this path. With every head bowed and every eye closed, just for a moment of focus. I believe there's people here today, and that's you. You're like, I need help. Maybe you're here today, and you're like, man, I struggle with reaching out. You're right, Andrew, I do struggle with that. And maybe because of how you were brought up, maybe, I don't know the culture of the home that you were brought up, but maybe you're here today, and you were forced to do everything on your own. And so reaching out for help may be something foreign to you. 
But I believe that right now that God through his spirit is speaking to so many hearts and he's saying, me, I can guide you. I can lead you through any storm. I can guide you by truth so you're not misled on this path. Maybe you're here today and say, man, I I do. I, I need help. If you need help today and you want to first invite Jesus, the one who came and first of all, set us free by dying for our sins, because that's help right there. Jesus came and died so that he can break the chains off of our life. Maybe you need that help today because there's still a chain that's yet to be broken over your heart. If you're here today and whatever that chain is, whatever's been holding you back, you want Jesus to break that chain, all I want you to do, just, just put your hand over your heart. That's all I want you to do in this moment. If that's you, just put your hand over your heart and say, yeah, that chain, that chain. I, I need Jesus to break that chain off of my life. Amen. Amen. If you could just repeat after me. Come on, everybody, let's pray together. Everybody, gospel family, just repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for my sins, every mistake. I thank you, Lord, that because of Jesus, I'm forgiven and I'm set free. I'll never be the same. And Father, I believe that your son also rose from the grave. So today I rise because of Jesus. And from this day moving forward, my life will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give a hand clap? Come on. Can we celebrate all those who made that decision to follow Jesus? One of the best decisions that you can make. Now, if you're here today and you say, I've been following Jesus, but now I understand that Jesus sent a helper. I understand Jesus sent a guide. I understand he promises to the disciples, but maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what? I just want to be more in tune with the Holy Spirit. Like I have thoughts every day. Uh, there's opinions every day. There's things that people say every day, but hey, I just really, I want to get better at being led by God's spirit. If that's you today, can you just raise your hand and say, I just want to get better at being led by God's spirit. I want him to help me. Maybe you're saying, hey, I want him to help me. I want him to guide me. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray for each and every one of you too. If you could just stretch your hands. For those of you that raise your hand, stretch them towards me because I'm going to pray for you. Just stretch them towards me. I want to pray for you. Look at that. So many people just saying, I need to be guided. I need to be helped. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I thank you. You see your sons and daughters and you know each and every one of them, Father God. You know their hearts. Right now, Father God, as they're stretching their hands, they're opening up. This is an act of faith for them, Father. They're saying to you, Lord, they're saying to you that they just want to be guided. They're saying to you, Lord, that they just want to be helped. They're saying to you, Lord, that they just want to be protected. And so, Father, I thank you that from this day moving forward, every decision that they make, the thoughts that they have, Father, I thank you that they would be guided by truth, that they would be guided by the Holy Spirit, that their minds would be protected, that they would make decisions that lead them to the purpose and promise that you have for them, Father. Everybody in this place, say, I receive. Come on, say it like you mean to say, I receive the guidance, the help, and the protection of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead me today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, one more hand clap for all that God did. I hope you were blessed by what I was able to share with you today. And I hope every day, I hope every day from this day moving forward, whenever you feel stuck, whenever you feel challenged, I hope that you are quickened or reminded to say in that moment, Holy Spirit, just guide me right now. Holy Spirit, just help me right now. 
okay? Even with uh, 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 marriages, don't go tell your husband or wife. Just go to a separate room and just say, help me with them right now, Holy Spirit. Help me, Jesus, with them right now, Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> amen, amen. Hey, well, uh, before we close up, I just want to let you know that God is doing a powerful thing and a phenomenal thing here at Gospel. And God wants to continue to do an amazing thing through Gospel Church today. With that being said, one thing that I know that supports God's mission, and always remember this, if you want to support God's mission, it's done, I believe, in these three ways, four ways, okay? In order for God's mission to continue, which is reaching more people, right? And we want to reach more people, right? Some of you are believing for family. Some of you are believing for friends. Some of you are believing for coworkers. You continue to pray for your boss because if your boss don't come, you might come at them differently. But we're all believing for people. There's more people to reach. And so there's a mission to fulfill here that that, that God wants to do through gospel. And so with that being said, here it is. There's four ways to fulfill a mission. The number one way that you can help support the mission of God through gospel is through prayer. Praying for your pastors, praying for the people, Praying for those who are not here. So prayer, the other way that he fulfills his mission is with people. You can't have a church without people. <laughs> you can have to, somebody could be the greatest preacher in the world, but there is, if there is not people, it's going to be hard to fulfill the mission. So prayer, we got people, and then the other thing is power. That is through God's spirit. You'll learn more about that through Pastor Billy when he talks about the power of the Holy Spirit in the weeks to come. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it. So we got, we got prayer, we got people, we got power. And lastly, and this is what this moment is all about, provision, providing for his mission. We do that through generosity. You never know what soul is on the other side of your generosity. Generosity helps the love of Jesus not only serve you, But generosity also helps the love of Jesus go outside of these four walls because that's where the love of Jesus is needed. And it's not just by people. It's not just through prayer, not just power, but God also uses our provision. So, hey, if you're just encouraged today, giving is not an obligation. Again, God's love doesn't force you to do something. If you're here today and you just feel in your heart that you want to contribute to God's mission and you want to support Gospel Church, the church that continues to pour into your life and build your faith, if you want to do that, you can simply do that by filling out this envelope or giving online. And then also, if you want to do that, just know, just know that there are people on the other side of your generosity. You may not know them. You may never meet the person that your generosity helps reach. But that's why we contribute to God's mission. And then, hey, Before you leave today, there is an opportunity to take a next step. If you want to get connected to the Dream Team, if it's your first time here, if you feel a tug on your heart, you say, hey, I want to join this place. I want to be a part of this place. I want to help this place. Hey, just fill this card out on your way out. Hand it to one of the Dream Teamers and say, hey, I just want to connect. I actually want to be part of the people that helps us move this mission forward because the more people we have, the stronger the reach of Gospel Church will be. And I want the reach of Gospel Church to be strong. I want it to go over the whole county, everywhere. And I know you want that too. So again, if you want to give to this place, support the mission, you could do so. Or if you also want to get connected, help out, be a part of the team, be a part of the family so that we can reach more people, you can do that as well. Amen? Amen. Why don't you all stand so I can bless you before you head on out and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Stretch your hands so I can bless you. Father, I thank you for these hearts. I thank you for this amazing place, Father. Thank you for gospel. Thank you for Pastor Billy and Pastor Randy, Father, as they're just being refreshed right now. I thank you, Lord, that the word that was deposited into your sons and daughters would never be forgotten. 
Father, I thank you that we're going to be more inclined, more in tune to your Holy Spirit, being led by you, fulfilling your mission. I thank you that somebody's going to even be led, Father, at their workplace to love somebody new, bless your people, continue to refresh them, continue to use them to invite people, continue to bless them, God, and empower them to fulfill your mission. In Jesus' name, everybody that received it said, amen, amen. amen. Have an amazing rest of your Sunday. Love you. God bless you.